one team who have been better this season, and I, and I have to say of my predictions, this is the one I got most dramatically wrong, Brighton. Now, I, I, they were sort of one I thought, I'll oh, chuck them in there as a relegation option. No, they've actually been really good. And, and, and actually, yep. they've only lost four games this season, which is less than every team by the top three. Winning games has been a bit more difficult. I think there was something like they hadn't won for three months until they beat, I want to say, Brentford on Boxing Day. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they've been really impressive. Like they, they were really good against Liverpool, really good against Chelsea. I mm-hmm. thought they were really good against Stars. They could have won all those games uh, and drew all three. Um, it's what happens yeah. when you start finishing your chances. Last season, their big issue was finishing. This season, they're finishing. So they are actually where they're supposed to be, even on expected points. They're one point ahead of uh, where um, they should be. Um, and they are ninth in that metric. So, yeah, just I feel matching, like the difference is... matching their goal scoring at the moment. Or the yeah, the goals. games where they were losing last year, they're now at least drawn. And then they, they, they have a couple of couple wins in there as well. Um, and and they're, they're, yeah, good recruitment. Um uh, as well, and, and and a couple of the players like Trossard, I think is 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 uh, I think he's he's stepping up a bit more this season. Yeah, he's good. Um, a couple yeah. of players like that, and then they've got they've got some young Irish players coming through as well. <laughs> uh, 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 where did uh, Connolly go? Millwall. Connolly's on at Borough, but I, I'm I'm I was actually right. referring to Evan Ferguson. Keep, keep an eye out for him. All right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, more of the same from Brighton, I think. Sort of going yeah. forward, I mean, they could push for top half. I think I don't think they're any worse than you know three or four of the teams around them. Um, Wolves, Wolves are a really interesting one this season because they've scored fourteen, conceded fourteen, uh, twenty-eight points, eight from the table. I'll, I'll I'll happily admit um, I, I muted them as a potential team that could go down just because I thought it was so bad last season. And that's probably been reflected in Nuno sacking from Spurs, that he's not a particularly great manager. Um, they're, they're just they're quite solid, I think, Wolves. They're well coached. They don't score a lot of goals. They don't give a lot away. Um, I think they could just hold their position, to be honest. I think they could just carry on as they are. George currently has them spot, yeah. had them spot on. George got spot on. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah. You, were, you were more optimistic, George. We, Me and Fergal 13th, Ali 14th. I think I think they 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 clearly got the right manager in, um, and um, I listened to to a lot around him, and it seemed a lot more positive, and I, and I actually felt felt like um, with him and Ez coming back, I thought they'd be scoring more now more than they are, but I thought that was good, like a, a big miss for Nuno for quite a while, so. That was big as well. So I thought I thought that naturally they they'd perform better than um, they had been. They've also got a lot of resources and a lot of good players. Um, I would like them like to see them bring in a goal threat. Um, I think everyone would, not everyone, because I'm sure the people that don't want them to succeed. All of the Wolverhampton fans. I mean, 14 goals is just terrible. That's relegation form. 14 goals. Well, in yeah, it's the, least, it's the least in the division. Bar it's, Norwich. it's incredible that they've done um, so well, and it is a credit to their defence. But they don't exactly play defensive football. They're not. They're not. No, um, it is interesting as well. I, I saw earlier. Sorry to cut you off. That their ex- expected goals against is something like six. Worse than it actually is. Oh, so they should have conceded. 
understat has it 11. Jose 11. Saw saved six. So right, Jose Saw's yeah, expected yeah, goal uh, difference is... Yes, exactly. So they are conceding yeah. a lot less than they should. Um, I have them seventh because of that. Because I, I think they're... I think Jose Saw is very capable of keeping up his form. And if he's he does... He's He's Yeah, he's been, yeah. He's been up there for signing of the season. One of... Yeah, comfortably one of the signings of the season. Comfortably one of the best goalkeepers in the league. Like, second bar David De Gea, except more consistent. Oh, sure, XG, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. And he's a modern keeper, plays out from the back. I think yeah. he's been a real plus. And as George said, I think that they need a forward in. I think that's what they're going to do. It sounds like they're going to cash in on trial where he'll go to Spurs and, you know, obviously they might yeah, have to play as well. Yeah. I think so. He doesn't add goals. As much as he kind of, you know, I think as an opposition manager, you can't ignore him. Like, you have to prepare a game plan to, you know, combat what he brings. But he doesn't bring a lot in terms of end product. Um, yeah, I think that I think they'll carry on. Wolves somewhere between 7th and 8th, ninth, I think. Manchester United. This is a really, really interesting one. We all had them fourth at the start of the season. I think we huh. all thought that, that that the top four was kind of a bit set in stone. Um, hasn't proved to be the case. And I have to say, you know, on current showing, they are winning 1-0 in the FA Cup at the moment. But from what I've seen under Randnick so far, they're not improving. They're not improving structurally. They're not improving in terms of work ethic and, and off the ball. It, it, it's all disjointed and, and lethargic to me. And I, you know, I could have egg on my face in a few months' time if they go on and make the top four and maybe, you know, win the FA Cup or do well in the Champions League. But based on what I'm seeing at the moment, there's there's no reason for me to think that they'll go any higher than where they are now. Might gain a place, but yeah. I, and I have to say, I, actually, I'm not that shocked. I think they're going to come up short. Um, I, 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 I not get top four. Mm. As things stand, um, I, I don't. As you said, I don't see enough of a change. I think there's, I think, I think the the drastic change in tactics, it's a wee bit too much to ask for, um, uh, and yeah, it just hasn't gone to plan. I thought, I thought it was a good appointment, and it might still be long term, but I think I don't know if it's worth it if you miss out in top four this year. I think it, it. You're going to end up having as what was reported a max exodus. I think that will happen if if um if they get top four, which mightn't be a bad thing again in the long term, but mm. does set them back for a team that was expected to easily get top four and be challenging for silverware. Yeah. Either this year or next year. Yeah. Oh, I think they were supposed to challenge. I think the signings would tell you Ronaldo, Varane, yeah. even Sancho to a certain degree for what they paid. Yeah. These are guys you bring in to you know, ice the cake and, and ultimately prepare you to try and win the title. And th- they're a million miles from that. I, I honestly think in terms of that, they need to blow it up and start again because they've I basically agree. assembled a squad which is completely unbalanced in terms of personnel and uh, like playing styles and qualities. They don't complement each other at all. I don't see they've what... Got... You... Mm. Yeah, go on. Sorry to cut you off. They've got a real... They've got a real culture problem at Man United um, with with different factions and and different personalities and 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 clearly um, different ideas about the future. They need to they need to bring together a common goal, and you've seen the most successful teams do that, where they all know the style of play, they all know the direction, and they're all committed to it. You know the likes of Tuchel, Klopp, 
um uh obviously pep as well but then you even look at like southampton and and teams like that doing well and it's because of the culture rather than rather than than anything else i'd say um yeah there's just a bit too much um toxic positivity i'd say at man united yeah agreed go on I was just just quite like uh, I'm not uh, convinced their new CEO Richard Arnold as well. He yeah. looks like uh, a, a real estate agent from Essex or something. They're so nicey, nicey, like soft, like I have them tenth. Tenth, tenth, yeah. Wow. And I'll tell you what. Right now on expected points, they're ninth. They're below Brentford and three below Crystal Palace. So I'm not wrong. It's not an outrageous take. It's a very American take, but it's not an outrageous take. Tenth. It'd just be very funny. Are they more likely to finish tenth or, <laughs> or ninth or whatever, or top four? Than top four. They're, they're, obviously, uh, they're obviously more likely to finish tenth than top four for me. I don't know though. It's not. It, I, I think it's you know. It's more of a. Design. It depends yeah, on the window. It depends on the window, but well, well partly on the window. Major business. I mean. There you go. You know. Um, Remember yeah, when they were linked to Kieran Trippier and then now Trippier's at Newcastle and lost to Cambridge United. You, you say that, but he'd probably be better than any of their right backs they've got. Yeah, fairness. that's <laughs> that was my next point exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's move on. Tottenham, the next one. Um, Try not to say interesting this time. I know. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, well, I was going to say, I'm just going to say the name and then I'm just going to pass it over to you boys. I, I predicted them seventh. Uh, I think they'll finish higher than that. But uh, yeah, what, what do you guys think? I, I predicted the... them 12th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the 12th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was going to be a disaster. In, fair, in fairness, I, I think that's a really good prediction because they were do, they were uh, doing bad. They were doing bad, and then I never thought that in the in in the, my wildest dreams that they'd be able to get Conte. I honestly think that under Nuno they were primed for a bottom half finish. I don't think yeah. it would be an exaggeration. Like we just slandered Man United. Man United beat them three 0 like yeah. easily. Yeah, like. The, the, the Early Conte days, is... though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and pre raniak so. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think with with Spurs, <laughs> but, like, and Solskjaer was so much better. No, Carrick in, was. In, in <laughs> all seriousness, yeah. in, in all seriousness with Tottenham, what I would say is they're obviously better under Conte. Like, no surprise there. He's he's one of the best managers going at the moment. Um, I do think they're untested though. If you look at their fixtures, I know they played Liverpool. They played a heavily depleted Liverpool, missing their entire midfield and Van Dijk. Uh, they've played all but two games uh, at home. And they've only won one game away from home so far, which is in the 95th minute. And so I look at it and I think there's still work to be done there. I think they're going to push for top four. I think I honestly think it will come down to Arsenal and Tottenham. I'll get them to Arsenal in a minute, obviously. Mm. And I think it will come down to whoever does the better business in the window, in all honesty. Because even if you look at yeah. the FA Cup games this weekend, both teams fielded rotated squads. And OK, Tottenham got over the line against Morecambe, but they had to bring on Kane, Lucas and Skip to actually do it. And so I think they've both got similar problems in terms of the depth of the squad. It's not there. The replacement options 
on or up to scratch. Um, but Conte's done a good job so far, obviously. Like nothing, you know, different from probably what I expected. Um, I, I can imagine them spending massive in this in this transfer window, though. Surely they promised Conte Levy. at least some money. No, but yeah, but they had to have promised Conte money. Like they, they absolutely had to have. Um, or at least promise to to keep Kane, which it I could be in the like Jan, Jan or it could be in the summer though. That money, like I I always think, but they brought in, sm- but they brought in Conte for in like success now. Like that Conte isn't a, uh, someone to to bring on a project. Wait six months though, can't he? Like to, to, mm. like it, it, whenever if you can save forty million in in between. Transfer windows. I think that's worth doing. I think he would understand that. I look. They will buy a player, but I don't. I I'd be surprised if their big business is done in January. It's very rarely done in January. It's it's a hard window to do business in. Things yeah. have to be perfectly right for 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 moves to go through. Like player has to be unhappy and has to want to go. Um, and the club has to be willing to sell because. Otherwise, it's very easy for either party to say no. I'm waiting for the summer. But I think I think it's it's yeah. I I I'm always skeptical about about big moves in January. They probably will sign a a, a a player. And I saw reports that they're looking to get rid of Bergvine. Um. Yeah. Uh, and uh, potentially going to Dombelli. They're looking to offload yeah. him as well. They're I mean, Newcastle first. should just be in for the two of them straight away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I'm going to say another weird sounding prediction here, but um, I predicted Tottenham in fourth just because, just because. I mean, it's a little bit weird sounding. Um, But they, they are sixth only because they have two games in hand uh, on West Ham and Arsenal, both on 20 games. And they're one point behind West Ham and two points behind Arsenal. One of the games is against Burnley. They win that. They're above those two, and they still have a game in hand. And I I, I only think Con- it will improve for Conte from there. I think the only way is up for him. They are undefeated since that 3-0 against uh, Man United. Um, yeah, just since so, Conte came in. Although, yes. although I would say the game against Chelsea in the EFL Cup the other mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. or the Carabao Cup, I think it showed you where they're at. They're a million miles away from the top three. Yeah, I think they when are. they come up against decent opposition, particularly away from home, I still think the squad, there's only so much Conte can do with it. Yeah. Um, they're definitely in the conversation for top four because none of the teams going for it are you know, foolproof. You know, there they're are yeah. flaws to each of them. Yeah, and the, I think the highlight, uh, uh, and sorry, I think this is really important. Sans injured. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the other thing is that they don't have playmakers, so that's a massive issue if you're going to play against uh, low block teams. Um, the only yeah. source of creativity is Harry Kane, and then your primary primary finisher is out injured. So yeah. L- Lucas Moore is going to really have to step up here, and I imagine someone like Giovanni Celso, which doesn't seem likely to happen. So that's the only concern. I do expect Conte to keep things. Um, at least solid enough at the bat that they don't they don't turn draws into losses. And yep. when that happens, you have a better chance than Arsenal West Ham if you can capitalize on your games in hand, especially the Burnley game. The Burnley game is huge. Yeah. Well, the, 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 so the thing is, before they play that Burnley game, the next game's against Arsenal. Who, we currently have a two-point lead on them. Oh, if we yeah. win that game, it effectively wipes out the games in hand. Okay, yeah. five points. They win them both. They go one point above. Yeah, but That's they have to win both. Game. 
is a huge game. Like it sounds silly, that, you know, this early into the season, halfway through, but it, like it's a big point in the season because it, yeah. if Arsenal win that, or I'd say even avoid defeat, our, our fixtures are comparably easier than Spurs. We've already played Liverpool away. We've already played Man City twice. Mm. We'll already have played Spurs away. Spurs have still got to go to the Etihad, to Anfield, to Stamford Bridge, to Old Trafford. You know, th- these are fixtures that I don't expect them to win any of those, if I'm honest. I mean, I stand to be proven wrong. Yeah. Um, huge game. But I, like, I don't think it's outrageous to predict them in the top four because they're one of three or four teams going for it. And there's no, they've probably got the best, well, they've definitely got the best coach out of all of them. So yeah. it's it's kind of just me hinges on what he can squeeze out of them and, you know, what they do in the window. Um, let's move on. Another team going for it, West Ham. Um, you've got them fifth, Ali. Yes, we I all do. predicted them kind of mid-table, um, yeah. which I think is fair given that given the schedule. Um, they have to play in Europe. They've got a th- fairly thin squad. Both of their starting centre-backs are now injured with long-term injuries, and you've kind of seen how that's affected them in recent weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to know why you think they'll pip Arsenal, Ali. Um, I, this wasn't done deliberately, to be honest. It just came to who do I think can stay more consistent and stay more composed going through the end of the season. Yeah. I believe that Arsenal will get to them in a little bit more detail in a second because they're obviously fourth. Yeah. West Ham United's experience, like their experienced players are less than West Ham United's. West Ham United's have more experienced players than Arsenal do. It's an interesting point. Especially getting top four. Um, (laughs) Well, <laughs> yeah. no, but he raises a good point with West Ham. No, no, if you actually go through their squad, the vast majority of them are in their prime. I think you've only got the likes of, of really like Declan Rice and and the young right back Johnson, who is who is actually a backup in truth. Mm. They're the kind of the only guys that are you know lower lower age of the twenties. The rest of them are kind of all guys between twenty five or thirty, you know, some some over the age of thirty that are in their prime age now. Uh, yeah. physically and, and kind of they've, they've been around the block of it. So it is a good point you make. I think the biggest concern you have if you're a West Ham fan is is just the squad depth and you're trying to compete on two fronts. And I think they've got a good chance in the Europa League. So I don't think they I, want to I think, I think their squad players are good enough. Like they, they, they brought in more sort of, more. they brought in Kral and um, uh, Vlasic and they're both kind of like Europa League standard players that like they, they could probably f- fill in in that competition Obviously, Europa League gets a lot harder uh, at the at the um, at the crunch time. Uh, all the cha- the Champions League dropout teams come in. Barcelona are in there uh, now, so um, that that obviously you have to you have to take those games more seriously then. But um, I I think they'll miss out on the top four. I think they're they're going to drop down a little bit. Antonio's been not been living up to. If they potentially got another striker. That can uh, supplement his his goals when Antonio was not quite firing. I think that that would be good. I, I rate Antonio, but I just he just seems to be um, he, yeah, he's I'm not sure. quite there. Nice. Yeah, I I I think I think they'll drop off come the end of the season. Um, I I I think it's a lot to ask for. Um, but yeah. Yeah, similar, very very similar. Um. But they're a good team. Like they, they've beaten yeah. Liverpool, they've beaten Chelsea, they gave Man City a competitive game, they beat Spurs. I think the other thing is it's worth saying again they played a lot of those games at home. They've still got to play all these teams 
they played us away. That's the That's only away game they've played so far. So the fixtures in that sense have been a bit kinder to them. They've played a lot of the difficult games at home where they are very good. Um, but it, here, here's the question: if if you're West Ham, do you prioritize Europa League or the Premier League, the top four, or and then the next, add a question to that. At what point do you start prioritizing the Europa League? What stage of the Europa League do you start going? Right, well, we're going to play our stronger players in. in the I Europa League I game. honestly think that it depends on the draw, obviously. But yeah. what I would say is West Ham don't have the luxury that teams like Arsenal or Chelsea or Man United have had in previous years, where they've gone into the Europa League and kind of been able to get through it relatively easily until maybe like the quarterfinals, and then you yeah. start getting harder draws. I'm not quite sure West Ham have the depth of squad to do that. And so um, they could rotate the two or three. They players, could rotate a few yeah. players, but like yeah. generally, the core is going to be the same. And I have to yeah. say, like at the start of the season, when I said I think they'll struggle with the two, it wasn't with the groups. The groups you should get through realistically. Yeah. Like the, the teams you play in the groups, you, you're, you're likely to be better than unless you get a hard group, maybe like Leicester did. Um, this is the stage now where it gets difficult. It's a fine like juggling act. Um, I think they prefer they prefer to win a trophy, of course, but well, you know it's. Knockout football at the end of the day. So how? I think much... they prefer Champions League. So you get it either uh, way. Yeah, you get either way, but it's it's which one. That's the goal. So which which path is easier for for or is is more reasonable for West Ham? I don't think yeah. any professional organization would think. If I mean, you can think that way with the Carabao Cup, for example. Like maybe just throw the Carabao Cup away, field a youth team whatever to focus your um your football on more important things like the league but i don't think you choose really i don't think anybody does that between europa league and premier league i think in that case you just take each game as it comes and try to win every game like just one game at yeah. a time and i think west ham will do exactly that um Ali, you're gonna you're well, gonna have a, a difficult game in the premier league but a quarter final against de- maybe like a decent opposition but not then you know, you know, like, well, you just try to work around it. You just you you field your. You're gonna have to prioritize. So that's what I'm saying. Which I one would so. you prioritize? I Which one would you prioritize? Do you, do, Ali? you see it all the time. I, I think with cups, sure. yes. I don't think you see it with Champions League and Premier League, for example. I think I think in all. Well, that's Champions League. I think well, he's right though. When, when you league. get to the later stages, when you get to the later stages, if you're going for both, I remember Arsenal had this under Emery. We were still in the Europa League, and we were still going for top four. And in the end, we got neither. But it's really difficult to manage both at the same time. And I think he's right in the sense that you just take each game as it goes. Because I think when you start looking ahead and thinking, "Oh, we'll rotate here, we'll rotate there," and you get a few bad results, that's when you sort of you run into difficulty. So. I think, I, I think you're better off prioritize. I think you're more realistic to be able to prioritize one of them and focus on one of them than um th- th- than do do the other or do, try and do both, especially with how uh how the lack of depth in the West Ham squad. I think you have to choose one. I think I think it'd be the Premier for me. I I'd say choose the Premier League. It's difficult because it, you know a good European Cup run doesn't come along very often for. West Ham and they could be up against Barcelona um, but I think I think they should try and prioritise the Premier League until they get unless they got to the semi-final and then that stage I think 
you're three games away from from winning yeah. it. That's fair enough. Um, let's move on. We've, we've, we've talked about West Ham yeah. a bit there. Um, but, Arsenal. I don't want to go too long this because we've sort of covered a bit of it. I yeah. think key for Arsenal is going to be the transfer window because what you saw, like it was a terrible performance yesterday at the time of recording. We played Nottingham Forest yesterday, lost one 0 in the in the FA Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to laugh too loudly, guys. Um, is it bad that I I found it funny that you know the whole very credible and and good promo, uh, like promotion of, of no no knife um and uh, knife crimes with the no more no more red and yeah they lost the game to a team that played in red. I think what, <laughs> it, what was like, else... it was like it was like gone worse for that for that someone, uh, charity. Someone, um, someone put a tweet out earlier referring to that we had zero shots on target. And saying, "Yeah, we've taken it quite literally. We're not doing any attacking today." <laughs> it's, just, it's just, yeah, it was dismal. I mean, look, great cause, and you know, good will come from that, absolutely. Um, but on the game itself, I want to forget it as quickly as possible. Yeah, um, it might do us a favour in terms of the schedule later in the season. Um, mm. I'd rather have gone through. I really like the FA Cup. I don't think yeah. it's that much to ask to you know be able to beat Nottingham Forest with a second team and some you know starters playing. But I think what it showed you is with Arsenal, it kind of, it's finely poised. If you remove a few key components of that team, the whole thing kind of falls flat. And so I think they're going to have to look at it. I mean, I'm amazed they let Maitland-Niles leave the club before getting a centre midfielder lined up because now Xhaka has COVID and we've got one senior central midfielder. We had an 18-year-old He's at AFCON, El Neni's at AFCON. So they're going to have to look at something there. And then the other thing, obviously, that's being reported at the moment is... Is a striker, um, whether it's Dusan Vlavic, whether it's Izak, whether it's Calvert Lewin, I'd take any of them during the season. And I think if we get a striker, it puts us in a much stronger position because at the moment, as much as Lacazette's doing a good job and he's serviceable, he doesn't score many goals. And there's a huge drop off from him to Eddie and Ketia, which is what you saw yesterday. And so it's as i said like it's it's delicately poised a few key injuries and you know some bad transfers and you know we, we could we could slip down the table but i'm going to be optimistic i'm going to say at the moment we're fourth and we're going to hold on to it but it's close like you could make a case for even man united you could make a case for all four of those teams that are going for it at the moment i i think you'll hold on i i think the the only having one game a week to focus on that's um, the other side of it yeah I think I think that that's what will what help you through this, um, um, because uh, the league cup will finish up soon, and you'll literally just have the Premier League to to focus on. Mm. Yeah, I think it gives us a better chance than we'd otherwise have. Um, yeah. Let's move on. Let's do the last three quickly. Um, Liverpool are third at the moment. Um, They'll say third. But will we talk about these as a whole, these three, and and f- do focus more on Man City because we, in fairness, we don't really talk too much about Man City. Yeah, we'll yeah go we through do. Chelsea and Liverpool pretty quickly. They've, they've kind of done what I expected, right? They're both very good teams. They've both won a lot of games, and they've both drawn a few. And you look at the table and think it's cost them. Man City have drawn yeah. two games all season. Liverpool have drawn six. Chelsea have drawn seven, and they suddenly find themselves. Nine points and uh, eleven points, albeit with a game in hand. Uh, ten points, eleven points, even um, behind them. We have dropped ten points from winning positions, and that's why we will not win the league. We said I have us third, time, didn't we? Yeah, I have us third. I think the current trajectory of the team, transfer rumors, non-existent. Um, tell me that there's, there's never any transfer rumors in fairness, though, Ali. Uh, no, never at all. Um, 
But since, and then the since end the of times, come on. Yeah, like Jota was from nowhere. Jota and Fabinho I mean, were out of nowhere. Do you honestly so, think so we're going to sign someone in the, in the winter? I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't. All um, I would say is that the fact that there are no rumours doesn't really say anything to me because yeah. I don't think there ever uh, are with Liverpool. I, I, guess don't, think, you're I right. don't think you will sign anyone. I guess you're right, but if if it happens and we don't sign anyone, um, we will continue to draw points from winning positions because our midfield can't hold itself together, and it's uh, has as it's proved all season. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Thiago is injury prone. Our best midfield is Thiago, Fabinho, Naby Keita, in my opinion. Thiago's too injury prone. Um, we've had our COVID issues with. Uh, so does Keita, to be fair. Fabinho, I mean, Keita's injury prone as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, Henderson way off it, so our midfield is has very much struggled. We started well with the Harvey Elliott interesting kind of right hand side focus shape that um, Trent Salah Harvey thing that was going on. Uh, Harvey really isn't there anymore, so yeah, yeah. I, I'll just I just think we'll continue to drop points that we shouldn't drop and uh, finish third mm. that way. What about Chelsea, Fogel? With Chelsea, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of there's there's constant sort of we tweets about Marina Granoskayov and and is she the best ever or not best ever? Is she the best you know sporting director going? And then there's there's one there's very split on this. P- people really rate Marina Granoskayov. People think she's terrible. I think I can imagine. I don't think she's she's not a, she's not a, a she's not like someone that knows football inside out. I think she gets advised on on who she should sign. And who sh- who needs to go uh, by you know analysts and, and different people within the club, and then she'll just go and do the the best deal she can. Um, and I think that bit she's brilliant at. But as you look, if you look at look back at the summer, I think I think we should have gambled on Livermento. Um, th- we should we should have played Tammy Abraham more in the um beforehand he might have stayed but then I think that transfer was always going to happen because we needed the funds for to get Lukaku or a big striker that we wanted and it, but I think, I think the lack of depth in very specific positions has now come, come up um, and right back is, is, it has been an issue throughout trying to play Hudson-Odoi at right wing back hasn't worked and now Pulisic is having a go um, it, it's those positions that then make the team very unbalanced um, and if we had a kept, gambled and kept Livermento and let him run down his contract for we only got five million for him. If we're gonna buy him back, it's gonna be twenty five. And I think he would have got enough game time. This is all in hindsight and after Reese James having injuries. But I think I think he having a right a proper right wing back would have um, actually solved a lot more because it would have just mean that all the other players are are playing in their own positions. And there's just been too much shopping and changing. There's a number of other factors. Yeah. Just just with Ali talking about transfers, we didn't quite get a perfect transfer window in terms of the players that we let go. Magnan Sar has been very, very dodgy looking. And then you have Gurhi, who's who's as 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 we've checked, is is like top in ground jewels in the top five leagues. So, you know, we we could have kept a player like that. He could he could have been useful. Yeah. Um you think you'll yeah. see any transfers in January? Um, yeah, I think we will. I think we'll get some sort of left wing back. Mm, that's uh, the position, whether whether it? that be a loan coming back or a loan coming in. I, I, as far as I know, I think Tuchel wants a transfer, I read. But Grand Sky wants a loan. 
Um, so we'll see what way that goes. Um, and I don't I don't think there's any other positions that we we really really need. Um, and I'm I think Keppel. I've said it, I've said it already on the pod, but I think Keppel will do well through while Mendy's away. So I'm not too worried about that either. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, having a 70 million backup goal. Is, well, that's that's one of the things that Grant Sky also gets labelled at her. But I, I can't imagine, this is, in her position, I don't think, I think she just gets told he's the best on the market. Go get, do the best deal. And Athletical Bilbao are, um, like, they're, they're, they're always really strict on, on their release clauses. So that was always going to be the price. And if there's no other option that was provided to her, then, um, yeah. And that's the best deal she could have done. Shocking mm. deal, but yeah, nothing new there. Um, <laughs> quick word on Man City before we finish, guys. Um, look, look, they've wrapped it up already. I mean, we all predicted it. In fairness, apart from George, the delusional Chelsea fan, uh, he hey. he did have to go. By the way, for anyone that's wondering why they haven't heard him in a while, he had to uh, slip off. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're very good. They're on one of those ominous winning runs at the moment where they can just reel off 15 20 wins in a row like it's almost nothing it's uh they can they can also just let go one of the most you know exciting young forwards in world football you know starting for his national team yeah. just yeah you no know, you don't want to be here grand yeah 40 million or 50 uh, or whatever they can also sit the 100 million pound man on the bench as a squad player seemingly yeah. i mean yeah yeah so, it's annoying um, I, I, I still have a scar from the 97-point season because they went on a 14-game winning run to win the league. A line, yeah. I I don't know. They can win every single game for the rest of the league season uh, like it's nothing. It, when they play us, they'll win. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's one well, of... Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That those be... next two games, I mean, they win them both and it's, yeah, that's it. I think they have to lose both to give either team a chance. You know, yeah. obviously both teams have to beat them. Yeah. Um, but even then, you're, you're relying on picking up six or seven more points than Man City. You basically can't lose another game for the rest of the season because yeah. I can't see them losing three or four the way they're going. They're also the yeah, least it's, goals it's conceded. It's going to have to be a big expected fall apart. Like. Least goals conceded, most goals scored. Yeah, it's... Uh, most points, most expected points, best at every metric. Least it, draws for Aston Villa and yeah. uh, Watford. And Arsenal. Oh, no, we've got, we got the same, too. Yep. Um, yeah, they're very good. Nothing new. And they don't, they don't really get much of a mention on this podcast because they just kind of stick to being quite good. <laughs> is, um, is, this, is this one of the more impressive seasons from Guardiola? Um, I mean, so far, I, I, I think so. it's impressive just how, like, I think it's impressive the fact they don't have a really good striker. Yeah. And they've just... De- they've I turned think it that... into a strength. I think that is impressive, the fact that they've actually turned it into a tactical advantage in terms of how they use yeah. the false nine and get more men in midfield and kind of outnumber the opposition in, in sort of that sense. They've turned what should be a deficiency into a, you know, the way they're fluid with it. Yeah. It actually benefits them playing without a striker in a lot of games. Um, so I'd give them credit for that. I think their team that got 100 points was better than this one, to be honest. And I think the team that beat Liverpool to the title was better than this one. Mm. Um, but not yeah. by a lot. I mean, there's two or three excellent teams in there. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're very good. They've not, been winning for that. two months straight, more than two months straight, 6th of November onwards. And that's the congested period of the season. Well, you've got to give yeah, them credit for that. It's no coincidence that they have the biggest squad. So in these congested periods, they... They can just check in a 100 million pound player. It. 
they're able to come through it. Hundred million pounds. Are we able to mention the um, Liverpool's dodgy coronavirus test? We can. I've just seen that actually before we finish. I don't know if you've seen Ali. The Athletic reporting Liverpool are going to be investigated for what was it? Ten positive cases, which were actually incorrect. Ahead of the EFL Cup tie of Arsenal. Now, yeah. I'm no expert in this. I, I can't tell you why this would have happened, but the chances of getting an in you, you can get incorrect negative tests and actually have the virus. F- That's false, more false. common. But false yeah. positives are like a 0.05 chance or five percent chance. Yeah, to get I was ten of them. To get ten of them at once suggests something. I'm not suggesting it's dodgy from Liverpool's part, but something dodgy's gone on there because that doesn't seem right to me. The probability is absurdly low. I was I was weirded out by it too. Suspect every time we get a positive test, and we've had a lot of them, to the point of you know the Carabao Cup semi-final getting postponed. It's a suspected positive, and it's like it's either positive or negative. Just saying, it's positive. Like yeah. I I don't know what's happened there. I'm I'm as weirded out as you, but we'll we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll, 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 we won't we won't accuse anybody of anything. <laughs> we won't accuse anybody of anything. There uh, must yeah, be something Liverpool, wrong. Uh, Liverpool are cheating bastards. Thank you. For <laughs> Typical uh, Arsenal and, always and, cheating. But as as far opinion. as I know, they didn't. Was it the Premier League or whoever they had to report the test? They didn't actually say how many positive tests they had. You just shut the training ground down, and then I, I think that public was... health England shut it down. Though this is where the the confusion sets oh, in for me. Is well, that's what's that's what I've seen on Twitter um, from, from you know well respected journalists that it wasn't Liverpool themselves that shut the training ground. They were advised to do it, but it was as but a result of the of the of test, obviously. Test. Yeah. yeah, but it, it, who's administering those tests? Like who do they who do they go to, and who ultimately takes the decision? Um, yeah, yeah suppose that law come out. What is it? A private company, uh, or is it uh, the in-house doctors and medical staff at Liverpool? Yeah, or is it public housing? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be the NHS. I know that. I thought. Uh, well, what I've read is they shut the ground down. So I, yeah. I just don't know the process they go through. I, um, I, I no, no one. I, I kind. Of, I, I advise on COVID stuff. That's my job at the moment. Yeah. And I know it it would be a private company that 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 would provide the, PCR the test. test. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Because they have to do it all quick, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, more to come on that, I'm sure. Um, for now, we'll leave it there, guys. Thanks as ever. Uh, um, this coming Thursday is uh, just another football podcast. Derby, Liverpool, Arsenal. May the best team win. Yeah, that's if you don't get disqualified. Yeah, that's your, it. Your cheating antics. So. <laughs> It remains to be seen if that game goes that'd ahead. Be on, that'll oh, be unbelievable for Arsenal if they fluke their way to, to a final. We don't even that. have to play Liverpool and we get nicely rested for the Tottenham game on Sunday. Just be a oh. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, thank you as ever for tuning in. Yes, thank you guys. And we'll see you on the next one. Cheers.